Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another storm-ridden example of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, as we prepare for another blizzard here in the north. <laughs> I am Ron Cork, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing, with me, all the way from the heart of the storm, is the blind bombshell herself, Anne Kerrigan. Hi! Good evening! Yeah. I know, another snowstorm. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's winter. It's winter. We get the day off tomorrow. Yay! Or at least I do. Early. And everybody else I know. Oh, yeah. It's been They've canceled. Canceled. They've canceled school. My studio is closed. Get out. Town Hall is closed. Everything's closed. It's great. Shut out. Yeah, man. Two days back at work, one day off. I'll take it. Mm, there you go. <laughs> also joining us is one of my favorite astrologers. In fact, the only astrologer I know is <laughs> Dorothy Morgan. Hi. How are you guys I, doing? Good. How come I only know one astrologer? I don't know. You probably do know more. You just haven't paid attention. <laughs> She's oh. She's the only one you need to know, Van Helsing. Evidently, that's okay. the must feel, right? Right. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, right. sure, sure. And weather, weather. Isn't it crazy? You can do in astrology, um, there's weather astrology. I mean, that's part of what astrology... Get out of here. Yeah, come on. It's it's what it was to begin with, um, pieces of it, because astrology in ancient times was astronomy and you know, they could see the weather patterns and when the planets were in different places and things like that. And, um, yeah, when I cast the chart for the, the winter solstice, you cast the chart for the moment that the season changes and you can get an overview of this season. And we happen to have one of the things I'm talking about tonight is um, – when the, the outer planets, which are the ones that are like Saturn and Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, they, they take long time to move through each zodiac sign and, and all the way around, you know, the sun. And so this winter, when the moment we got into winter, Saturn, like a few hours, actually I should have it in my brain, I don't remember right now, a few hours before the sun moved into the sign of Capricorn, which was official winter, Saturn had moved into Capricorn. It hasn't been in oh. this zodiac sign for 28 years, right? Wow. So the well, sun... Oh, he did. He did. And now we have a big pile up in that Zodiac sign, too. <laughs> and what that what the, um, the Zodiac signs have qualities to them, not just their elements, their earth, air, fire, water, but they also have 
a quality and Capricorn is cold and dry and so to see the chart set up to be cold and dry at the moment that uh, was the solstice I could see that when you have something like that again it's every 28 years Saturn is in this sign so it'll be in this sign for three years now so we can expect a pattern for the winter depending on other things too but of it to be more cold and dry than it has been in previous winters which when it's a little warmer it gets like it's a little wet it's wet it could be cold and wet but that is more snow or more icy mm-hmm. rain because you know when that temperature is 20 degrees warmer than it is now we have ice and freezing rain and that's honestly worse than snow mm-hmm. sure. yeah oh, the ice yeah the ice yes. really and boy is it dry because my hair is like away. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> So how does astrology affect uh, Bumble Genesis? What is that? Bumble Genesis. Oh, photo, photo what? No, no, Bumble, Bumble Genesis. I don't what's, know what that. What's what Bumble is? Genesis, Ron? It's oh. a, it's it's a, a a drop in a sudden drops in uh, um, low pressure, which causes. Oh, I'm not an expert. Storm, I can't. The storms we're getting now. So I'm that, not an expert in astrology and. Yeah. And I'm in. Well, I am in astrology, but not in weather astrology. It's a specialty. Oh. But you can just you can just say. But basically, like I said, it's like the overall picture of winter would uh-huh. be would be that it's it's more dry and uh, more um, dry, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more dry. Cold and dry. There we go. <laughs> and the moon. Oh my God, the moon has been amazing the last couple nights. Yes. Well, this is the thing. We this is a very special month because we have it's a super moon. We have two super moons this month. We do, and the second one, which we have on the thirty first, is also an eclipse. Oh yes, that's right. I heard that last night. Yes, yes, and so that's really good. So, with that being that, we can just jump right into this because you know we're already going. So I don't want to jump around too fast. But so we'll start off with Capricorn, right? The Saturn and Capricorn. So we're looking at the overall themes of the year. So there's always lots and lots of stuff to talk about every single day. So I'll do a plug for my YouTube channel because I do do a video every single day. It's on every Facebook day? too. God bless you. Uh, every day, Ron. I started every day. For a while, I was like, oh, this is so much work, and it's all free. And then I was like, well, so I did it once a month, and then twice a month, and then once a week. And then I was like, oh, that's just as much work. I might as well just do a little tidbit every day. It's just a little <laughs> tidbit every day, and it feels so much better. I just had to find what was right for me. And, yeah, I do. I mean, I'll do about a few of them at a time, but I'm only – and I edit them, and I put my info in it, and I load them to Facebook, and then I load, I load them to YouTube, and then Facebook, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it takes a long time for a two-minute video. But I don't know. So people can come and get their daily tidbits from my uh, Facebook page. But, yeah, um, any chance we can put that link on our Facebook page? I can. I can do that. All I have to do is just you know tag me, and I'll tag you. and on. Uh, all right, I'll do that. Yeah, do that so people can take a look at it and, and see oh, yeah. the hell yeah. It is. And so the bigger pictures, because, I mean, it could take hours to talk about all of 2018 because it's just a, it's a year. But some of the big things we'll hit on tonight. So the first thing is that Saturn in Capricorn and Saturn in its own zodiac sign, first time in 28 years. So look back 28 years ago, 28 
30 years ago. What was the date then? Let's do it on the calculator here. 1990-ish. 1988, 1990. Great music. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the 90s. All those hair bands, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we have Saturn in the sign of Capricorn, um, and all of the different things that are going on right now, the sun is there, Venus is there, Pluto is there. So it is, it's it's time for us to, um, Saturn's all about foundation and structure and the way things are supposed to be. And if you have, if you haven't, if you've been cheating the system or just doing things half-assed in, you know, throughout this last year or so, um, or however long, <laughs> with honestly honestly <laughs> however long yeah. Saturn it has to be it's not like okay Are you well yes to me Dorothy <laughs> no I am talking to the to your 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 listening audience oh okay uh, well she's certainly not talking to me <laughs> <laughs> the thing is here is I know the thing is what what's really interesting about Saturn and Capricorn it 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 gives us what it gives back what we've put into it, just like anybody who goes to school. You know, what you put into it, you get a grade back, equal to, typically, hopefully, equal to what you've put into it. So I was listening to another, I've been listening to a lot of other astrologers just to see what they say about this, and I agree. I have Saturn in Capricorn. I understand this Capricorn. You work hard when Saturn's in Capricorn. So we can all expect to sort of have more work to do, step up to the plate a little bit more. Capricorn is somewhere in our charts. We have to know our birth chart to know where it is, but somewhere we have this Capricorn, and we all have this feeling of, of responsibility. That's Capricorn. Saturn in that sign now for the next three years will help us to really step up to what it is that we need to do just to go to that next step, that next level. And so I heard somebody say this. I thought it was a phenomenal way of explaining Saturn and Capricorn. There will be no false prophets because anybody who is, is false and not their authentic self, they'll, it, they will come tumbling down. So that's the end of Facebook then. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, not necessarily, because, you know, we know that, you know, there are many people in the public eye that a lot of people don't like. But if they're being authentic, just just because we don't like them, if they're being authentic to themselves, there's nothing. It's not this will not interfere with what they're doing. Oh, I see. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you are not being honest and truthful about who you are, but if you're going behind the scenes and, you know, you're doing things, cheating, Lying, stealing, you know, mm -hmm. talking to foreign countries, maybe <laughs> you shouldn't be. I don't know. Some of these things, some of these things could come to the surface because we also, since October, and I know it's not 2018, but this is playing a big role this year too, is Jupiter in the sign of Scorpio. With Jupiter in the sign of Scorpio, Scorpio will bring up all of these things that go on behind closed doors, all of these uh -huh. things. No one wants to talk about. With the same week in October that Jupiter moved into the sign of Scorpio, which one of the things it's, it rules is sex and sexual behavior, Jupiter uh -oh. expands everything it's connecting to. So it has exposed um, the people who have been abusing their positions of power. Uh, and this, uh, is, uh, uh, this is Jupiter in Scorpio. Uh-huh. 
And all of this is coming to, and that's when the Me Too campaign started. So all of these things, and and now that there are other campaigns out there, um, I just saw one today, and uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there's another campaign out there where they're just, um, a lot of women are uh, raising funds just for um, court fees and for protection such, to pass different laws, things like that. So that's coming through. That just started recently, and that's Saturn and Capricorn, where it's it's, you know, show it, it's helping people to build their own foundations and build protection. And just so it's the combination of these two. Jupiter moves out of its that zodiac sign at the end of 2018 in like November. Okay. So, because it, it's in one sign for a year. So, let me ask you this, and that would kind of go around what I was thinking is, is all of these campaigns, and it has been so many of them through the years, and me too being the latest one is they go hot and heavy, and then all of a sudden they just peter out. Is that similar to the astrology like in 2018 because of that that change that we've moved on to something else at that time? I think so, but it, it what what it can do with, with these planets that I'm just explaining is that mm-hmm. you know it's brought something to our attention. I mean, right. and, you know, so many people knew these things were going on, but to really see it, and it's just like you know the the light's been turned on, and there's no there's no putting that you know rabbit back in the hat. It's just not going to happen again. So um, it's just it's exposed. So now s- steps can be taken, mm-hmm. and people can move forward. Maybe heal. It depends on your personal situations, but mm-hmm. there's an opportunity here for all of that to happen. And Jupiter is in a zodiac, one zodiac sign, and it takes. 12 months, 12 to 13 months to move through each zodiac sign. It started October 2017, and it will move into Sagittarius, its own sign, in November 2018. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's all about the legal system. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So there will be a continuation, but I, but in some ways, especially for something like this that, that didn't just sort of go really fast and, and burn out within like three to six weeks, that's the that's the faster planets. That's Mercury and Venus and Mars, and um, but we have things that will actually take on a life of their own. And this campaign has it's it's still going. So I mean, it doesn't have all the attention because people are focusing on other things. But if you go to look for it, it's still there, big as life. Mm-hmm. So you know, awesome. So it, we have uh, we mentioned the, the the two super moons. Is is that uh, th- that must somehow affect the astrology in itself, right, for particular people? It really does, Ron. It really does because, you know, we have the full moon on just the other day on January 1st, mm-hmm. and that was in the sign of Cancer. And then the other full moon, let me open up my femurs here. The other full moon is on uh, January 31st, and that's a full moon, lunar eclipse, and that's at 11 degrees of Leo. So the sun's in Aquarius and the moon's in Leo. And they're connecting to the eclipses have a a cycle. And the eclipses we had in August of 2017, they're connecting to that. So this eclipse, this, all right, these are three occurrences. And it's just amazing, which for this eclipse on uh, January 31st, it is a blue moon. 
it is a supermoon and it's an eclipse. That doesn't happen very often. It's no. usually oh. centuries. I saw somebody quote say it's been 150 years. It could easily be that because these cycles just, they just don't happen. They happen. You know, we have usually two supermoons in a year, every year. This year, they just happen to be at the same time. I know. Well, it's pretty amazing. It is yeah, pretty it is amazing. Cool. And so what it's bringing up, what those eclipses and, and that, especially that full moon eclipse will bring up um, on the 31st, and, and it's about breaking from tradition and being more creative. And again, this eclipse was linked to the one that we had on August 7th. 2017. So if something shifted for you, then it's an opportunity for you to, if something shifted or something came up and you've been working on something for six months, the eclipse that we have on January 31st will help you to take it to another level, say, yeah, you know what, I'm kind of done with this project. I guess I don't want to do it anymore. Or you'll do something else with it, or you'll just be done with it. Because eclipses have a six-month cycle. Mm. Yep. Okay. Now, do, do they affect everybody the same way, or are no. different signs affected differently? Different, that's a great question, Ron. Different signs affect people differently. Because if you're in a, eclipses in ancient times were, um, they, they were meant basically for only the head of state, which was basically the king, king or queen, whomever. And when there was an eclipse, they would pay attention to that because typically it would be the downfall when there was an eclipse, especially one that you could see in, in your country because we can't see all of these. You know how rare that is, having the one we had last August. So if you're in a big position of power, then it can be your downfall. If it happened, it can be. Or it can be like there is a major change. This is why I, uh, when I was looking at it, I, I could tell ahead of time that because the eclipse we had on August 21st was right on Trump's ascendant. And it's just like, well, that just means he's going to be in office. He's going to be in even a bigger view than anybody had, you know, than well, some people didn't want and some people did. So you could, I could see that. It's like that's really clear. So for him... Hmm. It was it was good for him. For you and I, I didn't have anything major happen to me on those days. Nothing. You know, I mean, I enjoyed the eclipse. I spent some time with somebody, I, you know, another astrologer. We were just talking about astrology all day. You know, it was no big deal. So you're right, Ron. It doesn't have to affect everybody differently. But they have strength and power if it's within a couple days of your birthday or if it's connecting to something personal in your astrology chart which you won't know unless you know your, your chart or you get an astrologer to help you out with that. So, okay. yeah, they're worth, they're worth paying attention to. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, the, you know, astrology was, was for kings back in the, the beginning of time. And, you know, in all through history, uh, people of power and consulted astrologers, and, you yeah. know, including Nancy Reagan, of course. Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nancy and Ronald used it quite a bit, but um, it, it's very important because you know, I mean, pop culture and pop astrology, which is what we've known since about the 1990s, especially even the 1960s, pop astrology, which is sun sign astrology, is just the horoscopy stuff, and you know, here's your forecast for all of you who are Leos for today, that kind of stuff, and that's pop astrology. And I mean, to me, the benefit of that gets people interested in astrology, and some people will study it to 
recognize that this is an ancient art. It's 5,000 years old. It's a science, you know, it's a metaphysical science, if you will, or a phenomenon. I hear some people call it, you know, scientific phenomenon. It really can't explain it. But, you know, the Babylonians and everybody in those time periods, they, they, they watched astrology. They, they, the astronomy was the same as astrology. They watched the patterns for years. And I mean, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years, they would keep records of like, when this planet is here, this is what I see happening around me. And this is where the definitions of astrology came from, but not modern astrology. Modern astrology is a, is a lot different than that. So a lot of people are getting back to the history of astrology. Anyways, that's a lesson in and of itself. <laughs> Sorry, I got that's off right. No, no, that's good. Yeah, that was very good, actually. So we have a couple of chat room questions. All right. And John is asking, what about uh, the blood moon, red moon? Oh, and that's, the yeah, that's, And the blue yeah. moon at the same time, yes. And the oh, blue that is, moon. That's cool. Well, I don't know. You know, they call it a blue moon, but if it's a if it's a full and it's a full lunar eclipse, which is what we have, um, I don't know. We're going to have to. I think it's over in Southeast Asia where will they'll be able to see this lunar eclipse. I think I can't quite remember, but um, I'm sure NASA has that. I, I love NASA.gov for this uh, science stuff. Okay. So you'll have to look that up. But yes, it is a blue moon, and when they are lunar, full lunar eclipses, which this one is, um, they are. It is a blood moon. Yes, it's just because. Oh. It's it's, it's oh, okay. the sunset. It's the sunset from the Earth. It's the angle. You know when the sun sets, how it gets all orangey? Well, just right. from the lineup of the eclipse, the sun, the moon, and the Earth, um, we get, that's why the moon looks red, because it's getting the reflection of the sun setting all around the Earth. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's the science. Now we know. I know. You can get more on. I know. I, I love this stuff. I'm such a geek. You can get. You can get more on NASA.gov. They have a really great. It's a great website for that kind of stuff. And before we go any further, how can people, uh, you know, find out more about you and, and uh, your forecasts and so forth? Other than the YouTube channel. I will um, put that link on your page, Ron, and then um, and I can do that for you too, Nancy, if you want. But my website is nhastrologer.com. Actually, I already I our Ghost Chronicles page okay. already. So oh, if people good. are looking for it, it's there. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Super. All right. So February, since we have so many uh, double moons like this, February has no full moon. So... We won't go too far into that because that you can hear about that later because that's one of those phenomenons because there's only 28 days in February and January snagged them, the full right. moons. And guess what? March, we have a blue moon in March as well. March 1st and March 31st. It's just the no eclipses and they're not super moons, but we have two full moons in March as well. Cool. So February kind of got shortchanged this year. But you know, it's just a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> is it just a calendar, or is it's a, for instance, if you were, uh, I forget what the site is for, for February, but uh, are you affected by that? Uh, does that affect you? Whatever your sign would be at that time, I'm not sure what it is. No, no, oh. yeah, it's typically Aquarius, okay. mostly Aquarius, yeah, yep, Aquarius and some Pisces, but yeah. uh. Yeah, no, no, it's all it's all good. Um, let's see, we do have another eclipse February fifteenth, and let me pull that one up. Where is it? February fifteenth, Valentine's Day. It is the day <laughs> after Valentine's Day, and oh my God, I will tell you guys, have have a very casual day 
on Valentine's Day. Don't make a big deal about it. Don't get married on that day. Don't get get engaged on that day. There are February 14th. This year is not a great day for those types of things. So just a little warning. Just go have some fun. (laughs) <laughs> but don't take anything too seriously, okay? All right. Okay. Just saying, don't get caught up in something that you might regret later. Just give it a couple days. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, big decisions made near eclipses are usually not, you got to really work through them. Oh. There's a lot of details okay. to it, but it, it, big, big decisions are right around eclipses take a lot of extra work. And... And we also do have, but it's later in the year, but I'll touch on it now since I'm talking about the love relationships. The Venus does go retrograde this year in Libra and Scorpio. And she only goes retrograde every 18 months. So it's not a yearly occurrence like we have with the Mercury retrogrades. Uh-huh. And so all of the planets are retrograde this year. So this is something that's oh. interesting. The first four months of the year, no retrograde planets at all. So January through April. But at the end of April, planets start going retrograde. And so when we have no retrogrades, it's all st- all full steam ahead. But once we start getting into the retrograde period, which happens every single year with all almost all the planets, uh, but this year we have you know the ones that don't go retrograde often. They are retrograding, and that's Venus and Mars. And so with Venus retrograde, October in, into November, and um, and it's in the sign its own sign of Libra, which is relationships, and then it backs into Scorpio, which is a, which gets us obsessive about what's going on. So this is a year where we really need to take our time in those love relationships and make sure it's what we want. Now we'll tie that in with some other stuff that's going on this year. And I know I'm not going to go in an order, but these are overall feelings that are coming through, and the areas where these planets are doing their things are all being triggered throughout the year. So even though we have dates for things, we still know that this energy is kind of running in the background like a like a little extra program on your computer, right? <laughs> it really is. And so with Venus retrograde in in October, November, uh, again finances could be an issue because Venus also rules finances, but since it's in the Libra sign, it's most likely a partnership relationship. So there's that. So we have to kind of make sure we're okay with that. In uh, June, June into July, Mars goes retrograde. And I have it here somewhere. Where is it? Mars goes retrograde. Yeah, June through um, June 26th to August 27th. This only happens every two years. So... And with Mars retrograde in Aquarius, there is just a lot going on. Again, Mars retrograde wants us to go within, spend time going within, and um, not take action so quickly. Okay, so why don't we think about that during the break, which you were about to take? I can so, do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can so do that. So take time and... <laughs> Think about it. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Cullick and our special guest, Dorothy Morgan, right here on Pararex and, of course, Told You Not Radio. We'll be right back after the following messages. Hello. 
can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann. And our special guest this evening, New Hampshire astrologer, Dorothy Morgan. Hello. I'm back. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. And people always say, oh, whatever. Venus must, must be in retrograde. No, Mercury. Mercury. It must be always, in retrograde. It always gets blamed whatever. for everything. It gets it blamed for everything. It's yes. retrograde. From what you say to me, it seems like retrograde is more like, uh, is it bad or is it just change? It's like exhaling. Okay. You know, it's like an exhale. Because, you know, if you keep just taking a breath in and a breath in and a breath in and a breath in, I mean, you're just going to pop. And that's the way it is when a lot of the plant, when we're moving forward, we just keep going and going and going. And so we just don't take enough time to slow down. So maybe that wasn't the best analogy. But to me, you know, it's, it's all about taking our time and, and just assimilating the information when the planets are retrograde. Because, again, all of them do it. So um, Mercury three times a year and uh, Venus once every 18 months, Mars every two years. 
and then Jupiter once a year. So Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto once a year. So they're always that way. And it's just because of our motion with the sun, with the planets, as we're all moving through the solar system in our synchronistic sign. And, oh, I can see the moon rising out my window. That's so pretty. Beautiful. <laughs> I live in a city, so it's not too often I actually can see it because it's, it's really north right now. <laughs> but anyways, when we have the retrogrades, especially Mercury. Mercury is the one that gets all the trouble because Mercury is in charge of our communication. And in today's world, we see this more than ever. Mercury is all about the little tidbit piece of information, you know, because it wants to gather this and gather that. And depending on the zodiac sign it's in, it will um, interact with people and it will, it will interact and communication will shift and change and, and go through a different flavor. You know, it's like doing different things. He's just wearing a costume, and he kind of has to act out the costume he's in, even though he's himself on the inside, the communicator, the one who's who's social and the one who gets together with people and shares information and very intellectual. And when he's retrograde, it's just, and it is a masculine energy, so we will say he, um, because it's outgoing and it, it, it's assertive. And when it's retrograde, the, mainly the thing that we have to, to think about is that it is um, just slowing down and assimilating the information that we kind of raced through, you know, because okay. sometimes the planet's moving faster and sometimes it's moving really slow. And when it's moving slow, we just need to, and then it goes to retrograde, we need to just take a breath and take a breather. And there's a cycle. These guys are typically in a cycle. They're, they're retrograde. So this year... Here's the retrogrades. I have them all clustered together. And if you really need to know, you'll hear all about it. But Mercury mm -hmm. retrogrades in Aries, March 22nd to April 15th. It retrogrades in Leo um, from uh, 23 Leo to 11 Leo on July 26th to August 19th. And then it retrogrades uh, Sagittarius backs into Scorpio. And that's November 16th to December 6th. And all of these retrogrades, with the exception of just a small little portion, are all in the fire signs, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. So when they're retrograde in that sign, the fire signs are about being creative. They're about using our intuition and our motivation. We can be impatient. It can be volatile. We can burn out easy. But again, we can also be creative and it can motivate us. And that's the energies of these retrogrades this year. So when they are retrograding these fire signs, we still feel like moving forward because we, we, it's, we've got a fire under us. We want to move. We're not going to sit still, right? Mm -hmm. So, But the retrogrades give us the time to double check our work, gives us regular periods of reflection so we can review what we're doing so we can be more productive, so we can catch our breath. Okay. We can reconnect with people, reconnect with clients, however you want to do it, follow up on things. Typically, the old adage is, is like if it begins with an RE, that's what you do during Mercury retrograde. Huh? <laughs> Review. Oh, okay. Revise. Rest. You know, anything that begins with an RE. Right. Re revisit. So it's just all about kind of taking our time. Again. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it does. I mean, this last retrograde period we had was, um, 
Oh, heck, I don't have my 2017 calendar out anymore. Yay. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> the, last, the last retrograde we had, um, just recent, let me see if I can find it really quick here. You hear a lot of clicks. I'm moving my software around. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, a good girl, huh? <laughs> you, who are you feeding? It was, um, <laughs> Funny, huh? The last retrograde was with Saturn, so it did it did uh, create a fair amount of stress for a lot of people. Mm. Saturn and Sagittarius, so it was it was a little stressful. So that's those retrograde periods. And again, so to to finish up with the retrograde, since we have everybody is, but I only count these ones that are real important. Well, they're all important. So we've covered the Mercury ones, and then the Venus retrograde, like I was saying earlier. Um, <clears throat> You want to just take time in your relationships. If you if you engage or be, uh, connect with anybody in a partnership or a relationship, there's going to be a lo- there's going to be a fair amount of work with that relationship. It's karmic stuff. It's very karmic, you know. Especially if people get married during the Venus retrograde, and it can be good if you know that you're both working on something really karmic, and you're both mature, and you can both have, you know, a, a sense of understanding that you're working on things, and that's perfectly fine. But that's not what most people want in relationships. Mm, you right. know, to go into one knowing that it's like a ton of work. You can if you want, but that's the that's the piece of what Venus retrograde is in October, and then Mars retrograde when we were talking about that before the break, uh, June 26th to August, the end of August, um, you know, it's in Aquarius for the most part. And so that really is about, um, it's connecting to the eclipses that we have in January and the eclipses we had back in August. And so when Mars stations to retrograde in Aquarius, it's about, I think in a way it's like the groups, like you mentioned earlier, Ron, because Aquarius rules groups, and it's the groups that may be uh, vi- revitalized again in that June, July, August period. They may be revitalized while Mars is retrograde in that Aquarius energy, where the eclipses are this winter and last August. So we may have that changing of the rules, changing of the guard in a way. So there's a whole lot going. There's a whole lot going on there. All right. I guess, I guess there is. So I mean, that's. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I know you told so much at us, and, and this this year is is certainly going to be an interesting year for what you've been telling us. Oh and, yeah. And I, we actually have a question. I think, Ann, did you see that last one, which kind of fits into that? Uh, what we're oh yeah. Uh, Ghost girl wants to know when is a good time to get married this year. I think you scared her up with the Venus and the, yeah. stuff. <laughs> and the Valentine's Day stuff. <laughs> not October. Not October. I haven't looked at two because that's called electional astrology. And we look at um, when, are, when the planets that are in charge of commitment and love relationships, you know, you would look to see the best week. Usually people get married on weekends. You would look to see the best weekends for that. So yeah. I have not I have not looked for that. I, you, you've mentioned some of the stuff. I mean, with, with the Venus retrograde and, and, mm-hmm. and the Valentine's Day thing. Uh, so you, you we are affected a little bit by love that it, you can tell generally uh, yeah. uh, what you were talking about just from the retrogrades and, and some of the other things that yeah, uh, you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Early October is when Venus goes retrograde, and um, and they're in a period called a shadow period. And the shadow period, if you've heard mm, of that, like that 
I know it's where they it's so so I'm going down the road I'm going down the road and then I stop and it's like oh wait a minute I got to back up so I back up and I back up to that point so that point where where they retrograde back to so when they were originally there and that is 25 Libra so let me look to when because she retrogrades in Scorpio and then 25 Libra so it's really not a good idea um, September on so um, August. Do it. So if you're having a wedding, <laughs> no. get it done earlier. Get it Just done. don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. It's great. everybody has but the thing is too this is this is a general statement because you have to this is the thing about you know astrology is it's like if somebody really wants to know i would want both of these people's charts exact birth times i would look at both of their charts i would look at transits to both of their charts i'd look at an event chart to see you know electional chart to see what day is good what looks the best for a wedding that has longevity and you know lifetime energy to it right and you look for that and then you can also combine the two charts because two become one and you can do that in the astrology chart too and you do midpoints and then you see the transits where the planets are compared to those midpoints in the relationship chart and it's it's such a science i love it so much fun it's like I was figuring out say, a it sounds like a lot of work oh my goodness it's a lot of work it's intriguing because what you just said is now for instance if you're a couple who are married and you're going to buy a house and so they would want to know okay when's the best time for me to buy a house so would they go to you and how would you do it would you do it as as a couple or would you how how would you would you separate the charts or, or that's or? different i would i i now you're just throwing this at me so off the top of my head if i think yeah. about it i might have a different answer but off the top of my head i would do something separately because what i think if there are two people even though you're a couple you're mm-hmm. buying a house for two very different reasons oh so there may be a good time for one person would be buying a house, and yet it could be a bad time for another person to buy yeah. a house. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know. So what do you do there? Get divorced? No, you just you just do the best you can with what you have, uh-huh. as always, right? As so always. Right. Is it, so? Is there a way? Well, uh, okay. So you you get two different signs. You get uh, two different signs. Is there a way to map them out where they both? at some point in time cross and this is the time the perfect time to buy a house it could be yeah you could it does it takes hours of of I'm sure delineation does, yeah, yeah hours of delineation yeah you could just see when it looks the best and if you have to both go look at it at separate times do it i mean <laughs> you know you know what i mean i mean signing of the paperwork you know and and you know i've had a couple of uh, of friends acquaintances i guess if you is the better word that have actually bought houses during mercury retrogrades and it went, it, the, the purchase of the house and everything went fine. But then there were issues that were not known. They weren't known. Issues weren't known before they purchased the house. You know, like, what was it? Um, the well went dry. Um, uh, you know, big things. Or, well, big, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> 
but you know, big things that needed, you know, the heating system was fine, but then there was this whole area of the house that was never insulated and you couldn't see because it was a New England house and there was a crawl space and the house was like 1760s when it was built, blah, blah, blah. It's really, I lived there for a little while, but there was a piece that was, you know, the pipes froze because of something that was not known. It wasn't known. So that's a mercury retrograde um, because sometimes the retrogrades, we don't see all of the information because it's hidden from us. So, yeah, it's good not to. And and sometimes you can't help it. You just have to do the best with what you have. I mean, I intentionally did not go and get a new cell phone. I've had the same cell phone for three and a half years now. I wanted a new one. I had an opportunity in November. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. We're in the shadow of Mercury retrograde. I'm not going to do it. Then I looked at my other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm waiting until January. And now's the time. So I'll go this week and do it. Because for me and my chart and for the energies that are around, it's a good time for me financially. And, you know, just to have a clear head and to change. Oh, I don't want to do it. I hate doing that stuff. (laughs) Anyways. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So are there actual, there's always, I mean, you have all these zodiac signs. Are there certain signs that should just absolutely positively not be together? Oh, wow. (laughs) No, no. No? No, because there are... In traditional astrology, uh, medieval astrology, there are seven planets, you know, counting the sun and the moon, and um, that goes to Saturn, so Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, so eight, nine, so we other, the rest of us use nine, ten, asteroids, whatever. There are so many different things. You put them together in a grid, and there's easily 20, 30 different things that connect between people, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Not just where their sun is. Okay. Not just where the sun is. I've seen plenty of people. I find that I find the zodiac sign, the one that's like right next to yours, mm-hmm. those can be challenging. Right. Okay. Those can be challenging because the energies, because one energy, the, the sign before yours, well, they've already, you've already done what they've done in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. say you're, uh, and what sign are you? I don't remember. Scorpio. Okay. So the sign before yours, um, if you were, you know, I don't, I, are you in, I don't want to, I don't want to say, I don't want my sunshine. Is that your sunshine? Uh, sunshine. Yeah. And your, your Scorpio. So the Libras, um, and then the Sagittarius for a Scorpio would just be a little extra work. But then since you're a Scorpio, it, the same thing happens is you go straight across the chart to Taurus. And so the two Zodiac signs opposite that. So that would be Aries and Gemini. So for Scorpio, um, Aries, Gemini, Libra, Sag, those are the ones that might give you, uh, might be a little harder for you to adjust to. Because it still doesn't mean you can't. Right. It's just those, those energies. It's a semi, it's a semi sextile and a quincunx. And those energies, those are 30 degrees and 150 degrees from your zodiac sign. And those are the ones that would be a little more challenging. The squares are fine. The oppositions are fine. You know, they, they just make us aware of certain things. (laughs) Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. If there was like a no, no in the astrological mating. 
world. The no, the no, no is the no, no is there are no, there are not thirteen zodiac signs, and the no, no is it's like we do know as astrologers that the the constellations don't match up with the tropical zodiac. We know that we've known that for thousands of years. So whenever Huffington Post or the Times or somebody writes an article thinking that we don't know, they've just you know they just blown smoke and they yeah. they've never really asked. <laughs> <laughs> because we do know all of these things exist. So the one last thing that's happening this year, and uh, Uranus only changes signs every seven years. It takes him 84 years <clears throat> to go around the Zodiac. And so he hasn't been in this sign forever. And when was it? So he moves into Taurus on May 15th. And the last time that he was in that sign was uh, 1934 and 19 to 1942. So we know in 19, you know, what was going on in 1942. So, you know, stock market, you know, it wasn't the stock market crashing, but World War II was, in, was, was happening. Finances were, were terrible. And Uranus is all about breaking tradition and being on the cutting edge of technology and new things you know this bitcoin thing that's going on yeah it's that type of energy because taurus represents money and what we value so in a big general picture right now what we will see when uh, uranus moves into that sign is there'll be a shift in money and finances this will be global and things like that bitcoin i don't even know what to think about that because that's another specialty in astrology is financial astrology it's an absolute specialty they they can trend the markets and follow the markets and everything it's wow. pretty, i mean there's so many specialties it's like physicians not that compare us to physicians because i've been studying for 30 years so i guess i would be pretty much a specialist if i yeah. if i felt like it <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when when Uranus about breaking free and breaking down what's old and stale, initiating new revolutionary ideas in the sign of Taurus, who is not a fan of change at all, this is going to be, um, it's going to take about a year for us to get used to the fact that there are all kinds of different systems, financial systems are going to be going through a shift. So this Bitcoin, I think, will take, um, well, right now seems to be the, the in the front of, at least my eyes, I can, from what I can see. Because it's all electronic money. It's not even, I don't even understand it. Somebody explained it to me, and I'm like, nope, still don't get it. Yeah, me too. I'm, a, yep. I'm like, but it's not real. It's not real. It's but not everything, real. everything's electronic, though. I mean, I do all my banking electronically. Yeah. And well, you know what? I still do walk into the bank. I kind of want to talk to that once in a while. <laughs> I, like, I like to go for the donut myself. Yeah. <laughs> My bank gives out free donuts on Saturday. So. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Ron doesn't like to pass up free donuts. No, never. Because I'm not supposed to have them, but if they're free, there's no calories or it's anything. It's all different. So, uh, no sugar, no calories. It's awesome because they're free. <laughs> nice. Nice. So we're going to have Taurus. We're going to have Uranus in the sign of Taurus until 2026. So it's going to be there for a very long time. Wow. So it's approximately seven, eight years, almost eight years for this round. So the financial system will just, you know, finances change a lot. I mean, for people like myself, I don't pay attention to the stock market and things such as that. But um, if I did, I think I would see that there's a, a, a big trend that's coming 
And oh, right now, it's just going through the roof. I mean, the, the market is doing fabulous. Exactly. It has been has been for the last few months. It's it's just been yeah. It's, we're breaking new high after new high. Wow. All right. Well, let's be let's be practical with our money. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the best advice I think I can give us. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think my mother gave me that advice too. And right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. What kind of questions do you have? I mean, I can go on, but I've given you a lot of information oh, already. Yeah, it's, it's been intriguing, and uh, you know, it, it's without getting into specifics, which you know you really can't do because everyone is different. Is that uh, you know, if you're really, really interested in what uh, Dorothy is saying, you got a contact to go to a site and and uh, uh, you know get something done. Uh, can I get like an intro or something? Is there a way to? I mean, because a lot of people are a little hesitant sometimes. It's like, well, you know, I don't know if this is for me or not or anything. How, how do yeah. how, how did I get a feel about it? Well, make sure you have your birthday time in place. The time yeah. is really important because, I mean, I, you can get a reading with without the birth time, but mm-hmm. um, the, the chart is divided into sectors, and sectors are set up by the time, and that gives us additional information. So there's more accuracy as long as you know what time you're born, birth certificates, ask your mom. <clears throat> But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not like typical people. You don't have to buy an hour session. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do an hour. You can just do a one-question, 15-minute thing. I mean, if we haven't talked before, it's not bad to do the hour thing. But, you know, and I do specials all the time. I just did a boatload of specials. So for your group, because I already ended it. I ended it on the 31st. But if yeah. somebody if somebody listens to this and they want to, I will give them a special. They just have to say they heard me on this, this show for the month of January. Okay. And you just, just do um, a 45-minute, just if you purchase a 45-minute session, I will give you an hour, so that's fifteen minutes. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been. I did it for December for the holidays and gift certificates oh, and stuff like nice. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to you know. You, do you do. Did you did you check the stars for that? See if it was proper. No, I just <laughs> I just I just trusted my instincts and I said uh, you know this is what I want to do because I you know I I look at what's going on in my own chart sometimes and I'm like what really happened there and I you know and I watch it and I think and it's like oh look at what just happened that's this blah 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 and sometimes it's not easy to read your own chart but once in a imagine, while right? <laughs> yeah it's, you know it's just like picking your own tarot cards you know it's like uh, yeah 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 sometimes you just have to put them away because the same card keeps coming up and it's just like all right I get the story <laughs> you know what's interesting too is is because a lot of people don't really think about astrology but we do have certain things that that happen to us and it, it would be interesting that when those things happen to us is to compare it to what's happening with to us astrology astrologically Absolutely. uh for instance you know a lot of people say Oh, uh, you know, things come in three. I, I, you know, there's a death, so there's going to be two more deaths. Well, what's happening uh, astronomically at that time? Uh, same with uh, money. We get sometimes we get a check in, and then we'll get another check in, or, or something else. We'll get or we'll win a scratch ticket or something. And it seems like we're getting a bunch of money at one time. Once again, we just say, oh, that's you know, oh, that's yeah. lucky or whatever. I'm, but is. we never really look at it. Mm-hmm. Astronomically, maybe there are reasons for that because you're a, a particular sign and you're going through a uh, thing. Oh wow, almost done. Uh, yeah, so that that's be intriguing uh, to, to look at. Have you ever have you ever done that? And, and yes, yeah, yes, yeah. 
the yeah. things happen the things that happen in three is because of the retrogrades so it's think of it you're in the parking lot you drive forward you say oh i forgot something you drive back to where you were and it's like okay time to go and you drive forward again one two three you just drove over the same place one two three times things happen in threes it's because of the retrograde planets they happen in threes because we have three opportunities to see something to understand something on a deeper level that's why things happen in three things financially like right now like the lotteries are huge this is mars and jupiter mars and jupiter when they come together they for some reason they create luck and it's amazing so right now don't be stupid but right now you know spend a You have to look at, I looked at my chart and I did some timing today and I won on some scratch tickets. Now it's not, it's not, you know, it's, it's not perfect science by any means, but you know, and it's fine. Wait, 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 can they, can they give you the numbers? No. Mama. Mama. No one can give you what the numbers. The I would not be living in New Hampshire this time of year <laughs> if I could do that. <laughs> and I just bought my Powerball. So there. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got both of mine too. But and you, guess how many I bought? Three. One. Bought one. Wow. <laughs> I bought three Powerball. Quick. Yes. Yeah, but that's that's that that there's a retrograde, so you're screwed. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, we got about thirty seconds left, but I, I have to do have to the uh, tell you a funny story because during our red light seances we hold once a month uh, for the last three years, we had a spirit come through, come through one time. And gave us the lottery numbers, which was really great. They said it was absolutely the winning lottery numbers. But yeah. stupid us didn't get any more information like, uh, you know, what lottery? Which when, one? Yeah, when? <laughs> when, when, when? When should we drive it? But anyways, we run out of town. You, you out of town. The Ghost Chronicles uh, with uh, Ann and Rod and our special guest, Dorothy uh, Morgan. And thank you so much for listening. And check out the website. Thank you. Thanks. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good Lord. (laughs) 